And now, another timely and powerful message from Pastor Emmanuel Williams and Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee. Starting on March 7th, I think, we began speaking about the return of the Lord Jesus. You remember that? And we took a break. We had Easter to celebrate, and then we also celebrate Palm Sunday. Praise God. And then we continued speaking about the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 16 and 17. And, you know, for the past few weeks since, God has been impressing this particular text on my heart. And I will explain to you why in a while. But these scripture, they have provided a lot of comfort to believers. Amen. First Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 16 to 17 and First Corinthians chapter 15 verse 51 to 52. Let's just read the text and we'll come back and unpack the text. Is that alright? Amen. Our text reads First Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 16. I'll do verse 16, you'll do verse 17. Amen. It reads, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and if the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. To meet the Lord in the air, so shall we ever be with the Lord. Amen. First Corinthians 15, 51 to 55, verse 51 reads, Behold, I show you a mystery. And he's going to tell us what is the mystery. The mystery is we shall not all sleep. The Bible refers to passing away death as sleeping amen christians don't die death has been changed to graduation so the bible says those who are asleep sorry we shall not all sleep but we shall be changed amen can you read verse 52 together after three two three in a moment And we shall be changed. Notice what the Bible says twice. We are told we shall be changed. Amen. We shall be changed. This incorruptible body is going to put on incorruption. It's called a spiritual body. And brothers and sisters, this has provided a lot of hope. A lot of comfort. Amen. To a lot of Christians. And so, this morning, as I said... I want to share with you what the Lord has laid on my heart because for the past month and a half, these two verses, they've been in my heart. And I believe, brothers and sisters, the Lord is soon to return. The Lord is soon to return. And so we need to be ready. Amen? We need to be prepared. We need to make certain adjustments. Hmm? Luke 12:40 says, Be you therefore ready also, for the Son of Man cometh at an hour when you think not. Amen? He's going to come at a time when we don't even realize that. And so that's why the Bible says we must be ready. We must be ready. We must make the necessary adjustments, the necessary changes, the necessary 
alterations and corrections to our lives because the Lord is coming and he's coming with a shout amen we said the Lord is coming he's coming himself if you remembered we said he's not sending anybody for his bride he's coming for the bride and no husband sends another man for his wife are you with me he's not sending we said he's not sending Riri he's not sending Conrad hmm? or Raphael praise the Lord he's coming himself isn't that a blessing to scoop us up and he's coming with a shout isn't uh, he's coming with a a shout that reminded me of what Adam did when he saw Eve hmm? Adam shouted Woo! man the Lord showed us how to bless a brother and she was called woman after that that's where the word a woman comes from from Adam's shout <laughs> <laughs> glory be to God Amen. so I think when it comes it's going to be something like what Adam did but since I want to share this with you this morning and that is Jesus is coming for a bride he's coming for some people who are in love with him I need you to think of that. He's not coming for people who attends church. And I think that that's what the Lord has been talking to me about for the last month and a half. I'm not coming for people who just attend the church. I'm coming for people who are in a relationship with me. I said, I need you to get that. And those of you who are looking, we thank you for joining, but I need you to get that the Lord is returning for people who are in a relationship with him. Not people who are just attending church. Not people who think church is a, 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 a I'm looking for Lord. Church is a, well, church is an intrusion in their lives. Let's, 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 use it. let's say that. He's not coming for people who think that church is an intrusion in their lives. I with me is coming for people who are happy to come in the presence of the Lord happy to fellowship with other Christians because Jesus is the head we are the body I get what I'm saying so these are the people is coming for and since I need you to get that because I found out in my years as a Christian that a lot of us we love doing things for God but the love for God is not there <laughs> are, are you getting what I'm saying? We love doing, we are very busy, 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 busy. Doing things for the Lord, like the church in Ephesus. Very, very busy. They had everything in order, but God said, You got everything in order, but you lack one thing. You've lost your first love. And because you lost your first love, what you do for me does not matter. Are you getting what I'm saying? He said, what you do for me? These people, they had, have you met a church who was just, they, they, they function like a well-greased machine. Lots of order, but absolutely no fire. Just business. Are you getting what I'm saying? I'm talking about the first church, the church in, Ephes the church in Ephesus was the first church of the frozen chosen located on the east side of chicago ecclesiastical episcopal of the lord 
<laughs> Lots of order. But absolutely no fire. And God said, if you do not change, if you don't change, I will take away your candlestick. He said, the lampstand will be there. But I'm going to take away your candlestick. In other words, you're going to continue to exist as an organization. But you'll have no power, no light, no understanding. Are you with me, saints? And you don't want that. Are you? you want fire. John the Baptist said, when Jesus comes, he's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. Now, the Bible says we must do everything in order and in decency. Amen. But order must never... Overlook how we should treat people. Are you getting what I'm saying, saints? Oh, I love order. Believe me, I love order. Because if there is no order, I'm confused. Amen. But when you use order to beat somebody down, I have a problem with it. And that's what was happening in the church in Ephesus. Read how this, God said these people, they were so publicly literate. There were people who came in the congregation, called themselves apostles, and the members proved them wrong. That's, that's how powerful the church was. God said to them, you, you, you labor. I know your works. You labor intensely for me. He said, but you lack the main thing. Yeah, you, you, that's what I think 1 Corinthians chapter 14 says. It says, it says do, I, do I what? Do I speak with the tongues? I know you know it. And have not love? I'm what like? A tinkling cymbal. Just sounding. No melody to the Lord because no love is in it. And I'm here to appeal to you this morning, brothers and sisters. That Jesus is returning for a people who are in love with him. Hmm? A bride who's passionately in love with him. Somebody who's in relationship with him. Yes, I know. I know that this is a, it's comfort. It's music to our ears. He's coming back and he's going to hover over the earth. I just want to ensure that you know that he's coming back for people who are in love with him. The Apostle Paul told Timothy, Jesus Christ, as I, I need to show it to you, brothers and sisters. In 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 8, Paul told Timothy, that Jesus has laid up a cross, a crown of righteousness for all those who, are, who love. 2 Timothy chapter 4 verse 8. Jesus laid up a crown of righteousness. For whom? For all those who love. He's appearing. Notice what he said. For all those who love his appearing. He didn't say to for every Christian. No. Or to everybody who attends church. Says, I need you to get that. I need you to understand that. Because you don't want to get too busy about the Lord's business. And miss out on your relationship with the Lord. When, because th th that's how you know. You, 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 that's how, let, me, let me tell you how you know. That you are not passionately as yet. Let me not say you. Us Christians. Amen. When serving the Lord becomes a burden. Mm -hmm. Can I dig deeper? When coming to primitive is a burden. When coming to Bible study is a burden. Don't you ever say in your mouth coming to the church or Bible study. Well pastor wants me to. No, no, no. No, no. You should be so excited. 
Are you with me? So excited, so so glad mm, to be doing what Jesus said to do. He said, "Do not forsake the gathering." And so you 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 should be. We should be so excited when the doors of the church opened. Are you getting what I'm saying, saints? When you got up this morning, you sucked in that free oxygen. Did you get? Did you say thank you, Jesus? Did you, did you sit back, to take up while the coffee was brewing? Did you say, thank you, Lord, for that oxygen? Did you stretch out your hand and say, Lord, I love you, Lord, this morning? Since these are the things I need you to take into consideration. Because many Bible scholars and many theologians, they have characterized our generation now as loveless, and lukewarm the church in Ephesus the first church was loveless the church in Laodicea the last church was lukewarm and God told the church in Ephesus I will take your country in other words I will I will I'll be just like Elvis Presley I will exit the building and drop the mic <laughs> that's what he said you will function mechanically robotically but there'll be no power no Holy Spirit, no understanding, just pure knowledge, no revelation. And he told the church in Laodicea, lukewarm, he said, I'll spew you out, meaning you make me sick. Brothers and sisters, I need you to get that. I need you, you hear my heart. God has brought this to our attention because he's on his way. And he doesn't want us to miss out. You get what I'm saying? And don't you get too busy? We get, you know, we get busy doing things for the Lord. The Bible says in 1 John chapter 4, verse 8, Beloved, let's love one another. For love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. Verse 8 says, He that loveth not, knoweth not God, for God is love. And so what the Lord has sent me here to tell you is, work on your love work. Work on your love work. Work on loving Jesus passionately. And you get what I'm saying? Work, forget about people. <laughs> Start working on your love work. Mm -hmm. So when he comes, your calling will be an election show. No doubts about it. I'm going with Jesus. And you get what I'm saying? Glory be to God. God forbid that when he comes, a few of us in the church start, defy, start defying gravity and living. Amen. And some of you come to hold our feet. Because you are not living. Are you with me? God forbid. That would be the wrong time to hold the foot of a Christian. You might receive some footworks. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Glory be to God. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. That was meant for joke. <laughs> Glory be to God. Work. Let's work on our, our love work. Let's work on our what? Let us work on our love work, sir, since. And, so, and so, since I felt inspired by the Lord to communicate this idea, the idea that Jesus will be returning for a church who is passionately in love with him. I began scouring the Bible. Because you know the Bible has every, everything. Every answer you need. I began scouring the Bible to find a representation of passionate love for the Lord. 
I said, Lord, show me where. Passionate love for you is demonstrated in the Bible. Because we, he's coming back for people who loves him. Not a people who just attend church. And I'm repeating myself for a reason. I'm not repeating myself because I have nothing to say. You remember what T.D. Jake said? He said, I'm never out of word. I'm always out of time. That's more. Never out of word, always out of time. But, but I am making a point here because I need you to get this right here. Today, when you leave, here, I want you to leave with the intention to work on my love work. And let's see from the Bible a representation of what that looks like. I scoured the Bible and I came to Songs of Solomon. Isn't that a blessing? Songs of Solomon chapter 3. Let's read verse 1 to 5. Can you put the exhibit on the board for me? To avoid you flipping the Bible, I have an exhibit. The exhibit is verse 1 to 5. Here, amen. There it is. If you lift your head, there is our exhibit. Songs of Solomon chapter 3 verse 1 to 5. Since before we go through the text, right here in the book of Songs of Solomon, we have the picture of what it means to passionately pursue Jesus. How many of you are interested in passionately pursuing Jesus? Amen. Because he's coming for a people who's passionately in love with him. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. Can you imagine? Hallelujah. When every, every one of us, we've worked on a love work. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The Bible says, faith worketh by love. You know, you know without a shadow of a doubt that you're in love with Jesus. You know without a shadow of a doubt that you love the brethren. Things are just going to happen organically. Are you with getting what I'm saying? And that's where God wants us to be. At a place where things happen effortlessly. Glory be to Jesus. Right here, we have a picture of an, what passionately pursuing Jesus looks like. Now, before I get into the text, I want you to see that five out of four times in these four verses five times five times a phrase is used and that's the phrase whom my soul loveth <laughs> oh i love that i love that whom my soul loveth four times since you hear my you hear my heart that's where we all need to be. To the point where we can say, my soul is really in love with Jesus. I'm really in love with Jesus. Where is Jesus now? Where is he now? Right now. Right now, physically, he's right at the right hand of the Father. But through the Holy Spirit, where is he now? John tells us he's walking in the midst of the church. He's right here now, walking around in the midst of the church. Looking at every heart. Am I loved by this heart? Is that heart fully sold out for me? Or is that heart looking for something else? What is that heart about? He is walking around us right now. The Bible says, John said, I turned around in Revelation chapter 1. I turned around and I heard a voice. And he said, I saw one, a man who looked like the son of man. In the midst of the candlesticks. And not only was in the midst of the candlesticks, he had the seven stars in his hands. The seven stars are the pastors of the church. He's looking at them, what they're preaching, whether they spend time, glory be to God, to prepare uh, to prepare to teach and preach and, and feed God's people. He's looking at them, praise the Lord. 
Glory be to Jesus. He's looking at their heart's intention. What's your motive? That's what he's doing. Motive, motive, motive. And I'm, I'm here, brothers and sisters, begging you to start to work on your love work. So, four out of five times, the phrase, whom my soul loveth. Man, I love that text. My soul loveth. And this phrase is an expression of how the church, which is the bride of Christ, should feel. Amen? Now, the book of Songs of Solomon, in, in that book, the stage is set, and the characters are, listen to me, the characters are, you have the Shulamite woman, who is a representation of the church. You have the shepherd who is a representation of our Lord Jesus Christ. Then you have Solomon in there who is the representation of the king of the world. Then you have the court women, the other ladies, as you will see when, as she referred to them a lot of times. These are the women, these are the citizens of the world who love Solomon. Amen. And they have no idea. They are wondering why does the Shulamite, who is a representation of the church, loves the shepherd so much. They're wondering why have you ever met some some just unbelievers just can't understand your devotion they are just confused by your devotion and then they start calling you fanatical <laughs> oh that's a good that's a good way to be described as a christian you are just fanatical yes i'm just in love with jesus that's what it's about i should be in love with jesus because he's coming back for me Glory be to Jesus. And so that, that, that's, the, that's the stage. The state, the Shulamite woman. Keep your eye on her. She's the representation of the church. She's going to show us how the church should be in love with Jesus. Mm, glory be to Jesus. Isn't that a blessing? Then you have the shepherd who is Jesus. The court women, the people of the world. King Solomon himself. The, in the Old Testament, we have a ruler who's rich, who's young, and a, a, a young rich ruler that's solomon new testament we have a young rich ruler matthew 18. are you getting what i'm saying king solomon is young king solomon is rich and king solomon is a ruler well, the lady saying that's the exact man i want praise the lord he's rich i lack for nothing praise the lord oh he's young got a lot of strength and energy and he's a ruler Praise the Lord. Hmm? Well, it is okay to say amen. What you got to do is ensure that he is from the Lord. That's all you got to do. There's nothing wrong with being young and rich and a ruler. Nothing wrong with that. You just got to ensure that that person is a bona fide Christian. Don't go out there and say, well, I'm going to get my boo because your boo might just end up being boo-boo. Are you, are you getting what I'm saying? Well, that's what I've seen a lot of times. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Pastor, can you believe with me? Praise the Lord for such and such. Yes, you're believing. We just prayed and next week you got boo. Something's wrong. Praise the Lord. Yeah, that's what, they, that's what, that's what, I, I, I haven't prayed three days. I haven't gone to fast. You just called me to believe with you. I haven't even fasted about it and the Lord worked already. My Lord. Anyhow. <laughs> now, this is what I want you to see. Let's go through the text. 
Is that okay? Let me show you how, how she positioned and how she's showing us how to love Jesus. Anybody in the house this morning love the Lord? Yeah. Anybody watching today, you love the Lord? If you do, just raise your hands and say, I'm in love with Jesus. Yeah, count me in as a fanatical Christian. I love my Lord. Oh, glory be to Jesus. I love my Jesus. And so the Bible says, uh, here, here, she's talking. She says, by night on my bed, I sought him whom my soul loveth. I sought him, but I found him not. Now, some commentators, some Bible scholars seem to think that, 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 that they were, she said on my bed, that they were, um, um, that he got up while she was asleep quietly. He got up and went for a walk. But I believe, can, can I tell you what I believe? I believe she was dreaming about the Lord. You know, <laughs> you know sometimes you think about him so much, you dream about him. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. And the dream was so real. When she got up, she stretched her hand across. She, she said, he's not there, but I'm going out to look for him. I'm trying. <laughs> oh, glory be to God. She, sleep doesn't matter. I'm in search for him. I'm trying to show you how the church, how we brothers and sisters should pursue the Lord passionately. Sleep sometimes doesn't matter. For those of us who are in love with sleep instead of being in love with the Lord. <laughs> she said, right here, she said, by night on my bed I sought him. <sighs> Thinking about him. Dreaming about him all day. I can't wait to get in his presence. When I think about him, smiles come on my face. When I think about him, my heart begins to flutter. When I think about him, butterflies in my stomach. Hallelujah. I'm talking about the one whom my soul loveth. Ah. <laughs> Woo. You, you, know, you, you know the old song. I love the Lord. He heard my cry. Oh, glory be to Jesus. Since she's showing us how to passionately pursue the lord and brothers and sisters i'm here begging you beckoning you this is why the lord had me for the last two months thinking about these right here yeah i got excited i would be here saying he's coming he's coming and the lord said yeah but for those who are passionately in love with me <sighs> passionately in love with me those those whom it is easy to do things for me you'd have to pull you'd have to <laughs> It's not like pulling teeth to do things for me. Working for me comes naturally. She thinks, she thought about him so much. Dickness Bello, she dreamt about him. The dream was so real, and I'm repeating for a reason. I think I said it too fast the first time. The dream was so real, she stretched, when she got up, she stretched her hands. She thought he was there. She said, she said, she didn't go back to sleep. She said, I know he was there somewhere. I discerned him and I am going out it may be two three in the morning I'm going out to look for him because he is the one whom my soul oh glory be to Jesus she said I sought him but I found him not not really you know what she's saying I what I sought the Lord she got up she stretched her hands and she went throughout the house I'm opening every, every is he there is he not there because the dream is so real she went downstairs. He's not there. She went in the balcony. He's not there. And so she said, I'm going out. 
I'm not going to sit in that house. I'm going out. Tonight is Bible study. I'm going out. <laughs> oh, we got prayer meeting tonight. I'm going out. We got church tonight. I'm going out. I'm going out. The forecast said 100% rain. She said, I don't care about this right here. 100% rain. Rain is not going to stop me from going to the house of the Lord to meet the one whom my soul loves. I'm driving a point home here. Let me move on. Why is it so quiet in here? Am I, am I preaching to a Presbyterian church? Okay. Okay then. Okay. Glory be to Jesus. <laughs> I thought I was preaching to imitators of God ministries, colossal, vivacious church. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Or is it just striking home? Well, let me move on. <laughs> Verse 2 says, she said, I'm going to rise. I'm not going back to bed. I'm rising up when? Now. While the sun hasn't risen. I'm rising now. Mm -hmm. That's why we usually have 5 a.m. prayers. You know, all of these we do here, it's after the Bible. We don't do things here haphazardly. When we have 5 a.m. prayers because of these right here, you go through the Bible and you see how people passionately pursue God. They lose sleep. You hear what I'm saying? Because Jesus lost sleep. Between 3 and 6 in the morning, they brought him a cup of coffee. They said, Jesus, we got you Starbucks. When he's gone praying. Gone. Praying for his bride. So the least the bride can do is pray. Also. Mm. Glory be to Jesus. She said I will rise and go about the city in the streets. Now she's walking in the streets. It's late. She's jeopardizing her life. But she's after the one whom her souls love. Oh glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. She's walking all around saying have, have you seen him? Have you seen him? And they are asking whom? The one whom my soul loves. And they said, lady, is something wrong with you? Said, no. I dreamt about him. I discerned him. Right here. She said, she said, and in the broad ways, I will see him. She didn't just stay in the streets. She went on the highways. Glory be looking for the one whom her soul loves. She said, I sought him. Notice, notice, the word sought him is in verse 1. And the word sought him is in verse 2. God is sending a clear message to us he has to be sought he has to be what sought you cannot just go to work come home ah glory be to jesus drink your beverage burp and go to sleep you got to seek the lord you got to start seeking the lord takes effort look brothers and sisters you and i we should break a smile just all teeth when we take that bible to break it open and read it should be all smiling when it's time for me to break the bible man, ooh, lord have mercy such a blessing what a privilege <laughs> all teeth i saw what she did you see I saw the sacrifice. And I'm not doing that because I'm a preacher. I'm doing that because my soul is in love with him. <laughs> no, I don't study to be a preacher. Anybody can be a preacher. God used God use a donkey twice in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. He can use anything. 
a dog can come here and bow wow, bow wow. And folk can start crying. If God can use anything. So I am in I am passionately pursuing the one whom my soul loves. And I'm here begging you, brothers and sisters, to do the very same thing. She said, I sought him, but I what? Found him not. Because it takes time, you know, to get revelation knowledge. It takes time to get revelation knowledge. It takes time to meet the Lord for real. The first year I went to seminary, they said to me, you need to strap yourself to a chair until the Bible gives it up. Yeah. They said, you strap yourself to that chair. If it takes you 10 hours until you get to revel, you stay right there. You see the average person read one hour, two hours. <sighs> That's every three days. Well, glory be to let, let, let me show you. Can I show you what David said in Psalms 199? That scripture just popped in my mind. Psalms 199 verse 93. Can you, can you quickly go to Psalms 199 verse 93? I promise you I wouldn't be long because I realized I got 15 pages. So I, <laughs> I got to have a couple more Sundays too. Psalms 119 verse 93. Let me show you what it says. The verse just popped in my mind. I will never forget, but I want you to see it for yourself. What it says. I will never forget your precepts. The pre precepts is a, is a title for God's word. Amen. Testimony is a title for God's word. Law is a title. Command is a title. Are you with me? Commandment is a title. So David is saying, I will never forget your precepts. Why? For with them thou hast. You know what it means to quicken? To make alive. Make, you see a Christian who's dead. The Christian who does not get in God's word. Yet walking around dead. Spiritually dead. Even looking physically dead. Because the Bible says in Proverbs 4.22. That God's word is medicine to your soul. Medicine to your flesh. I'm talking about medicine. Like you pop a pill. It's medicine. Oh. I'm talking about passionately pursuing the one whom you love. And she's shown us how to do that. David, David brought it home. He said, I will never. And what he's saying in the wilderness, when my friends turn, turn against me, I had the pen to took. I had the Bible I could read. And he said, uh, the more I read, is the more I come alive. He said, the more I read, is the more I fall in love. That's why Jesus said that David was a man after <laughs> because David passionately pursued the Lord. He said, this is my boy. He said, I know you all call him a murderer. I know you all call him an adulterer. But I'm telling you, he is my boy. <laughs> I know you all say he wasn't a good father. And so on and so forth. I know you all, sell, see you all said, well, you know, he loved women. And he did. They looked at David at the end of his, uh, they looked at him at the end of his reign and they said something is wrong with him instead of getting a doctor they said let's get a young woman of everything else let's get him a young woman forget the doctor a young woman would do it <laughs> but God said that's my man 
that's my man he knows how to seek me no we are not saying that spiritual leaders should be like that because he wasn't a preacher he was just a king amen he wasn't a preacher the bible gives standards for being a preacher first timothy chapter 3 verse 1 if any man desire woman desire to be a bishop that is a good thing and all the commandments are there are you with me so don't you get it wrong praise the lord you know sometimes we have to straighten out everything in church because church folk just looking for a way out oh pastor said that david was a man but he had plenty of women so i can too no no i have nothing to do don't call my name read the bible amen and say what the bible says believe what the bible believe amen and if i say what the bible says and say what the bible communicates then you say the same thing praise the lord <laughs> oh hallelujah anybody in love with the lord yes anybody going to continue pursuing that relationship that love relationship and since you the only way you can pursue the love relationship with the lord is do what she did she is seeking the lord and there's sacrifice involved there's a way you seek god are you with me you don't talk about well i cannot understand the bible your mind is going to fight you the first two three years i read the bible my mind was fighting me fighting me literally i couldn't understand what i was reading oh the fifth of the fifth and sixth year i opened the bible and i said this is a new book this is not the book i used to read <laughs> oh you got to it takes some time for the lord to be found glory be to jesus how does everything converge and come together and so i can rally divide the truth it'll happen you stay in there for six seven years two three five years yeah just yeah just touching the surface <laughs> anyhow let's move on here what else did she do i got 10 more minutes she said in verse 2 i can't sleep i'm going to the city streets mm -hmm. i'm going to the broadways to seek him verse 3 verse 3 says the watchmen that go before about the city found me she said the watchman said lady what are you doing up so late sorry what are you doing up so early in the morning she said i'm looking for the one whom my soul loves i cannot sleep i lose sleep thinking about him i need my savior i love my savior but today we can say i have my savior do you have your savior oh he he moved in he moved in he moved in hallelujah he moved in two thousand years ago he died on the cross and moved in so it's no longer need him i have him there's a song i need you oh, i need you no 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 it should be i have you oh i have you every hour i have you oh I'd soul rejoice in jesus i have we need to rewrite these old songs because they're sounding the wrong message are you with me we need to rewrite this i said to myself i said god one day bring me i said god one day position me in the presence of some of the major artists christian artists who have good hearts amen so i can tell them rewrite their song the right way rewrite the stop writing like an you're writing from an old testament mindset rewrite your song saying that you have god i will i will talking about i need him the devil is a liar 
I have him. I possess him. He possesses me. We commune together. That's what I need to hear in a song. That's what I need to hear in a song. Half of the songs I sing, I have to stop singing them. Old Testament written, Old Testament mindset. And I said, I said, Lord, help me one day. Just put me in the presence so I can change it. I tell you, these albums will start selling because people will start getting healed because they're now singing God's word. They're now biblically accurate and just from singing, people are going to be healed and made whole because they are now biblically correct. God cannot bless ignorance. And it takes you a while to pull yourself out of that stuff because your mind is that way. Anyhow, Lord, we thank you. And so he said, the watchman, verse 3, that goeth about the city found me, whom I said, she asked them, have you seen the one whom my soul loves? She's asking, she's asking for help. That's what some of us cannot do. We cannot ask for help. Yeah. We know it all. Yeah, we cannot. <laughs> you, 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 brothers, you see, are you, sisters, are you, are you see what God is doing? He showed us how to pursue him in the Old Testament by using the Shulamite woman. Mm? She continues. She continues. I love verse 4 and 5. Verse 4 says, It was but a little that I passed from them. It was, she said, I just, it was just about quarter mile when I left the watchman. It wasn't long. She said, I sought him twice. I found him not. Oh, but she didn't stop. She didn't stop seeking him like most of us do. Let me say that again. She didn't stop seeking him like most of us do. Praise the Lord. She wasn't deterred. She was determined and she was resolute in her pursuit. Mm, you got to set up your mind and make up your mind like a flint. Today is God and I. I got to work on my love work and nothing's going to stop me. Are you with me? I think there is, a, there is a verse, Lord, I had it down somewhere. It says, Jesus said, Jesus, this is what Jesus said. He said, if you don't love more than father, if you love more than father, more than me, you don't deserve me. So you, you all need to get the scripture verse. I had it somewhere. Because you see that, because what's happening nowadays is you have parents get into the way of children, amen, who wants to seek God. And their children need to tell them, God, tell me. If I love you more than me, than him, I don't deserve him. And two of us are not going to hell. Uh, <laughs> glory be to Jesus. Well, some of you quiet, that's okay. And my mother told me, go ahead, son, love the Lord more than me. I said, thank you, mama. She said, you love, she said, I can't take you to heaven. It wasn't me who hung on the cross for you. It wasn't me who hung on, uh, Jesus did. And you go and love the Lord. Oh, bless the Lord of my soul. You gone boy, glorify his name. <laughs> you got it? It says, he that loveth mother and father more than I is not worthy. There we go. Matthew 10, 37. Some of you don't need looking for it because you got kids and you want them to love you more than Jesus. That's okay. Let me say it slower. Some of you are not even looking for it. Because you got kids and you want them to love you more than Jesus. Now this is what the Bible says here. He that loveth father a mother more than me is not worthy of me and he that loveth son or daughter more than me is not 
<laughs> Ooh, Lord, I give you praise. Yeah, because it wasn't mama. It wasn't daddy. It wasn't your kids who went on the cross. Are you with me? It was Jesus who hung. He was hung high, stretched out wide, pierced with a cross. So you do what Jesus says to do. Oh, glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. And parents, don't you get in the way of the kids when they do what they have to do for the Lord. You let them go on the Lord and praise the Lord. Are you with me, saints? It is a Bible thing to do. It is the Bible thing to do. Because you want them to go to heaven. We need to work on our love work. We need to do that. He's coming. He's coming. He's on his way. He made a brief stop on Pluto. <laughs> yeah, just a quick break on Pluto. You see, the, you see the entire entourage is on the way. Isn't that, a, <laughs> isn't that a blessing? He's on his way. Have you ever driven from Atlanta to Tallahassee? You got to get a, a break, stretch out your legs a bit. The journey is so long. He's on his way. He's on Pluto. He'll, he'll be leaving Pluto shortly. On his way to Earth. <laughs> oh, glory be to Jesus. He's coming with the archangel. Michael is coming with him. In Jewish tradition, there are seven archangels. The Bible talks about one archangel. Michael. He's coming with Michael. Some prominent angels. He, I think Michael might, be, Michael might be the best man. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> Ooh, Jesus. Okay, let's, let's bring it to a close. Is, 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 is that okay? She said, she said here, can you go back to our text quickly? She said, she, she said, look, look. I had, it was but a little while. I just passed the watchman. And as soon as I passed the watchman, after all my searching, what did I do? But I found him whom? That's what the Bible says. Jesus said in, uh, in Matthew chapter 7 verse 7 and 8, sick. Let me say it slower. Matthew chapter 7 verse 7 and 8, sick. And you shall find. Knock. And it shall be opened. What, what else? No, sorry. It said sick. It said ask. Sick and knock. Amen. And for those of you saying, Pastor, I have asked. I have sought. And I have knocked. Right here it is. Verse 8 tells you, for everyone who asks, receiveth. And he that seeketh, what? Did she sought him? Did she find him? Yes, she did. That, that's the word. And he knows how to keep his word. And he that knocketh, he or she who's not faint-hearted. Since you got to set your face like a flint when you get to, you, you, you got to make up your mind. Because the devil is going to come against you. The world is going to come against you. And the family is going to come against you. <laughs> oh, glory be to Jesus. When you decide to seek the Lord, for real, for real now, hell is going to break against you. Yeah, that's what the Bible says. I think in Jeremiah 29, verse 11, 12, and 13. Let's look at verse, let's look at verse 12. Let's see what it says in Jeremiah chapter 29 and verse 12. And we look at verse 12 and 13. Amen. It says, then you shall what? 
call upon him. She did that. She kept asking for him. And you shall go on what? Pray unto me. Amen. That's why we have Bible study and prayer meeting the same night. Mm, and then you have your own prayer at the house. You got praying in tongues all day. Isn't that a blessing? You can pray all day, speaking in tongues. Uh, and the Bible says, can you go to verse, back to verse 12? Verse 12. Call upon me, go and pray, and I will what? Huh? No, he hasn't said yet. He hasn't said you will find me as yet. Because you got to call upon him for a while. He's got to see you are serious. Yeah, yeah. You're not just playing a trick. Because you know how we are. As soon as we get what we want, we say, Lord, I'll see you later. Yeah. You got to stay in there. You got to hang in there and build some stamina. Build some strength. <laughs> you learn to have you have to learn to accept some no's. You learn to learn to accept some no's. I think it's Les Brown said, you got to make no your vitamin. Yeah, Les Brown. He said, you got to make no your vitamin. When somebody tells you no, it's a vitamin. Oh, I just get excited. I'm looking for <laughs> Ooh, no shouldn't break you down. No, it's a stepping stone. The first no, some of us just fall out. The first no, just fall out. No stamina. No stick-to-itiveness. Uh, glory be to Jesus. I get what I'm saying. You don't just back away from your healing. When it's promised in God's word, you do what you have to do. You tell everybody, I'm out this week. This week, I'm out. Don't call me. Are you getting what I'm saying? Don't call me. Don't text me. It's me and God. Pastor, can I come at the church this week? I've been waiting for these calls. I've been, I've been things 2010 when we opened. I've been waiting for these calls. Pastor, can I come here all day? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And just lay before the Lord. Can I come build some stamina? <laughs> Uh, so he said, when you call, I will hear you. He's hearing, but he hasn't presented himself. He hasn't. Pre <laughs> oh, glory. Verse 13, he said, and you shall what? Seek me and what? Find me. How? When you shall search for me with what? All your heart. You got to be all in. <laughs> you see you see why we miss out because it's not all it's not all it's not all it's not all we do it however we want to and we expect expect what when how where that's not in the bible jesus went all the way he was paraded on the streets of jerusalem naked you, you <laughs> This, this is what I believe. Jesus was at Gethsemane asking God to, for a shortcut. He said, take this cup from me. I believe the reason why Jesus was saying that is because he would be paraded naked in the presence of all Jerusalem. His mother, his sisters, his disciples, people he preached to would seem paraded naked. It's not the pain, I believe. It's the embarrassment and the shame. And then you want to come half-stepping? 
We want to come half. half. We come half stepping and we expect to receive it all. <laughs> ah, God, we give you praise. And you said, when you search for me, how will you get me? When you do so with all your heart. All your heart. All your heart. You got to give it all up. All up. All your heart. And when you do with all your heart, and the inspector looked at your heart, and he says, he's all in. He's all in. Here I am. Oh yeah, he's got to make a final inspection. He's all in. She's all in. She said, you'll find me when you search for me with all your heart. Can you say all your heart? All your heart. Not some of your heart. And let me break this down. Let me break this down. Let me, can I teach this for five minutes? Your heart is made up of, of your born again spirit and your soul. I want you to get that. You remember when, you, you remember when Jesus said, he said, he said, and now hear me carefully. I want you to understand what he's saying. He said, a lawyer came to Jesus and asked, which is the greatest commandment? L let me show this to you right here. Let me show this to you. And I, I promise five minutes and I'm done. I promise five minutes and I'm done. A lawyer came to Jesus and he asked Jesus. He said, Jesus, which is the greatest commandment? Since I'm so sorry, I had it here. Let me... And I need, I need you to see that Jesus said the greatest commandment is to love the Lord with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul. You remember I said that? Well, you'll get it. I have it here. I'm not going to back. I close this right here. But what he said is the greatest commandment to love the Lord with all your heart. And he's, he's breaking it down because your heart, your heart has in it your born again spirit. And your soul, your soul is made up of your mind, your will, and your emotion. The reason why he's saying all is because you can love the Lord with half of your heart. Your born again spirit can be saying, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Your soul is saying, no, Lord, no, Lord, no, Lord. Your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. That's why Jesus said, he said, he said, he said, the spirit is willing. <laughs> there is a part of you that's willing your born again spirit is saying let's do it for Jesus let's do it on time for him let's do it perfect for him but your, but your will and your emotions I don't think so I don't think so and God said you are not all in oh no you are not all in that's not all, that's not all your heart that's not all your mind that's not all your soul now can, can, we, go, can we go a little deeper Mm -hmm. he said all your heart your born again spirit is all in your soul now is what you got to work on you got to renew your mind and as you renew your mind all oh, the emotions are going to come alive ah because your mind your will and your emotions are you with me your emotions are going to say i didn't know i didn't know there was such a thing as falling in love with jesus wow and now butterflies praise the lord because now you're renewing your mind how you renew your mind you read god's word you stay in the word you immerse yourself in the word paul told timothy in first timothy chapter 4 verse 13 give yourself holy paul said give yourself holy to these things the word of god you don't give yourself half-heartedly holy can you go to verse 14 verse 14 
Verse 15, thank you. Meditate upon these things, on God's word. And give thyself how? Holy. All in. Because you want to change your soul to loving God. Oh, it takes some time to change that soul to loving God. You got to meditate. And how you meditate, you, you memorize God's word. You write it on the tablet of your heart. And I'm getting all technical here, but I need you to understand that. That's why there is a fight. There is a war going on in a lot of Christians. It's because the entire heart is not fully persuaded. You have a born-again spirit saying, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. You have an unrenewed mind producing the wrong emotions. That's why it feels like fighting to do things for God. <laughs> this is the best part can I show you the best part can you go back to our text I still have three minutes I'm looking at the time this is, this is the best part she said she said when I found him she said she said I found him whom my soul loved. And what did she do? She, she said, I held him and would not let him go. How many of you know sometimes when you've tried everything else and Jesus came through for you, you just want to hold him and don't let him go. You, 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 you remember Mary, Mary, when Jesus rose from the dead, when she saw Jesus, she took her. And Jesus said to Mary, the word touch means is to attach yourself. The word touch means it means to attach yourself to somebody. And Jesus said, Mary, don't you touch me. This is, he was saying, let me go because she attached herself to him. Because everybody had failed Mary. <laughs> but Jesus showed up for Mary. And she said, this time I'm not losing you. This time I'm not letting go. And she attached herself to him. And Jesus said, Mary, while she's hugging him, she, Jesus keep looking. She said, people might get the wrong impression. <laughs> oh, glory be to Jesus. Jesus said, look, people might get the wrong impression, Mary. I understand you, you're excited, but, but can you just loose me up a bit here? But it happens when your soul loves Jesus. Mm, when thinking about him begins to bring tears to your eyes. Because you remember where he's taken you from. Mm. Say, so I, got, I got a lot to share with you. Next week we'll continue. Amen. Because somebody's saying, somebody's saying, Pastor, look, I hear what you're saying about loving Jesus, but how can I get there? There is an antidote and a recipe given to us in the Bible. Are you with me? And we're going to go through it next week. Are you with me? It's just about an hour. As I said, saints, I'm never out of word, always out of time. <laughs> Hallelujah. Please take time to meditate on the Word and let it sink into your heart and soul and mind today. Knowing that the Christian who meditates on the Word will be like a tree planted by the water, bringing forth fruit in its season and prospering in all that he does. But what if you aren't a Christian today? What if you don't know if you're bound for heaven as a forgiven child of God? If that's you, then let's take care of it right now if you're ready. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? 
Are you ready to be forgiven of your sins and washed clean and made new? Are you ready to begin your new life in Christ? Then turn to God right now and say, Lord, I love you. I need you. I repent of my sins. Lord, please forgive me and wash me clean. I receive your forgiveness right now as I put my faith in Jesus as my Savior. God, please lead me and teach me and show me how to live from now on. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. And if you're looking for a good church family, you'll be welcomed with open arms at Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee, located at 4750 Capital Circle Southeast near Tram Road. Sunday school begins for all ages at 10 a.m. and the morning service begins at 11 and the Wednesday evening service begins at 7. This is a life-giving, multicultural, multi-generational church where people of all races, backgrounds, and walks of life come together to worship, to be inspired in their love for God, to develop relationships, and to be empowered to live out God's purpose for their lives. Find more information on their website, imitatorsofgodministries.com, or call the church, 850 408 8496.